you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl Ackeson. Welcome to another podcast. Today, I want to talk about propaganda terms. I think we in the press must be mindful not to adopt propaganda terms and phrases. One quick example is the tendency by some to buy into the conflation between immigration and illegal immigration. Now, most Americans do not equate the two, but many in the media simply call illegal immigrants immigrants. Wherever you stand on the issues, I think that's kind of like equating a robber to an invited guest in your home. That's ridiculous. I also think it's ridiculous to call President Trump, like him or not, anti-immigrant. He constantly makes pro-immigrant comments. He is pro-immigrant. He is anti-illegal immigrant, like the vast majority of Americans. Trump married two immigrants. His children are the children of first-generation American immigrants. Anyone who claims he's anti-immigrant, I believe, is simply factually incorrect. That's a narrative. Most Democrats and Republicans believe our border must be better protected and illegal immigration should be prevented. Of course, those views are not always well represented in the media. Anyway, I've long heard about the Trump administration's child separation policy. Maybe you have too, but I hadn't put much thought into it or researched it. I'm not a generalist as a news reporter. I'm an investigative journalist who may learn a lot about the topics I investigate, but I certainly don't know about every topic. But then last week, I ran across a fascinating fact check by NPR of Trump's child separation policy. These days, depending on where an article runs, if you're like me, you kind of discount it a bit. If it's in a conservative source, you might say to yourself, you're not getting the whole picture. Ditto if it's in a liberal-leaning source. But of course, if a liberal-leaning anti-Trump source actually reports a fact that is to Trump's benefit, I tend to believe that a little more than I might otherwise. Anyway, this report I'm talking about was by NPR. It was published on June 19, 2018, and here's what it said. Did the Trump administration, it asked, have a policy of separating families at the border? And NPR answered yes. In April of 2018, it said, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions ordered prosecutors along the border to adopt immediately a zero-tolerance policy for illegal border crossings. That included... NPR goes on to say, prosecuting parents traveling with their children, as well as people who subsequently attempted to request asylum. White House officials, says NPR, have repeatedly acknowledged that under this policy, they separate all families who cross the border. 
Now, based on that description by NPR, I wouldn't really call it a child separation policy as if someone devised a policy to separate children as the driving force. It would seem instead that illegal immigrants had previously been exempted from normal processing for their alleged crime of illegally crossing into the U.S. by not being detained like other suspects away from family members and away from others who are, of course, not accused of a crime. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen at the time said, under the zero-tolerance policy, when families cross the border illegally, quote, operationally, she said, what that means is we will have to separate your family. That's no different than what we do every day in every part of the United States when an adult of a family commits a crime. So the child separation policy, to me as I read it now, isn't a policy exactly. It's the result of a policy, a result of a Trump administration zero tolerance, a result of a policy to actually properly prosecute U.S. laws regarding illegal immigration. Does the terminology make a difference? I think so. I mean, if it's a child separation policy to process illegal immigrant adults, then tons of the actions we take in the U.S. every day are similarly separation policies. Under the same logic, when an adult has surgery in the hospital, that's a child separation policy, not a medical treatment. When our military soldiers report for duty and leave their families, it's a child separation policy, not a military deployment. By the same logic, when a suspect is arrested and taken to jail, it's a child separation policy, not enforcement of laws. When someone who is deemed mentally unfit is submitted for inpatient treatment, it's a child separation policy. If someone enters rehab, child separation policy. When parents go on vacation without the kiddies, child separation. When an adult goes to an R-rated movie, child separation. When one parent gets custody of a child, child separation policy. When kids go to school without their parents, when parents go to work, when children go to summer camp, when parents vacation alone, child separation, child separation, child separation. I think as journalists, if our reporting uses the phrase Trump's child separation policy, it would be fairer and more accurate to say what critics call Trump's child separation policy. Even more accurately, though, I think we should say the prosecution of illegal immigrants which invariably separates the suspects from non-accused people, including their own family members, including their own children. All of this I see as sort of an important lesson in what I've been saying for quite some time. It's critical that we as journalists follow ethical standards in our reporting and be careful not to adopt either side's propaganda phrases. No matter how we as journalists feel about someone we're covering, in fact, I would argue it's never more important to follow our standards when we dislike someone we're covering. That's the reason we have the standards. I hope you enjoyed this short podcast. Subscribe to the Cheryl Ackeson podcast and pass it along to your friends and leave your comments at CherylAckeson.com. By the way, I'm busy traveling to report on new topics for Season 5 of Full Measure starting in September. That's my Sunday weekly news program. So far this summer, I've found fascinating stories that impact all of us that you aren't hearing much about anywhere else. I've been to places like Great Britain, Norway, Sweden, Ireland, Northern Ireland, and Greece. I'll also be continuing my regular reporting from our southern border and elsewhere in the U.S. in a nonpartisan fashion without the spin. Check out fullmeasure.news to see some of my recent original reporting. Thanks for listening. Do your own research 
Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.